This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for or replacement of working with a mental or medical health professional. Welcome to Taboo Talk Time with Dr. Eva, where we inspire a movement towards breaking through societal norms, increasing awareness, and unhinging the taboo. Taboo Talk Time hosts guest experts from around the world in the mental and medical health fields who are passionate about making a difference in our society. Visit tabutalktime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, online couples courses, live couples retreats, and of course, our free podcast. Here is your host, Dr. Eva Brown, licensed marriage and family therapist and intimacy specialist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taboo Talk Time podcast. My name is Dr. Eva Brown, and I'm your host. And I have amazing Lucia Pavone, and I'm totally saying that right, just so you guys know. (laughs) She is the business owner of Luscious Love Life. And if you want to check her out, her website is luscioslovelife.us. And today we're going to be talking about the four C's of a sensual woman which I'm really excited about talking about with you. When I saw the title of the podcast, I was like, yes, let's talk about that. Absolutely. Um, so I have quite a few questions, but I would like the, I'd like for you to just maybe say a few things about yourself, some things that the audience um, would need to know in order to drop in with you right now and spend some time with you. Wonderful. Well, Eva, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to share Um, this conversation with you. I really enjoy everything that you've done uh, to further conversations around topics that don't normally get talked about. Um, So it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Lucia. Share a little bit about me. Oh, well, gosh, for the last 15 years, I've had a very fun, interesting story of my own sexual emancipation. And I took on a role as being a sensual researcher and a lot of people ask, well, what the heck is that? And um, truly, I, I dove deep into my own research around my pleasure, my orgasm. I lived in an intentional community, San Francisco, for several, several years and um, with my, my husband of 22 years. And we both actually researched together. And um, I'm also a mom. So I have an almost 18-year-old daughter. And my specialty is around communication, relationships, and uh, the focus is on what I call deliberate embodied orgasm, which is more than just a technique of like uh, extended orgasm, but really a lifestyle of embodied pleasure mm-hmm. and living through uh, your senses and everything you do. So not just limited to the bedroom or a technique that um, moves energy, but really how you are in everyday life. And, and that, in essence, adds to um, your sex life, your uh, every part of your life, your relationship, uh, parenting, um, whatever you want, your business, all those different pieces. Yeah, I love that. So you really took yourself on um, and decided to do some really deep dive research within your own self, your own body. Mm-hmm. And through that, you've come to understand a lot of different aspects of yourself that you're now allowed or able to apply to other women to help them bring in their own sexuality. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of the pieces really start, um, you know, before you go into the deep dive around uh, sexuality and and orgasm, really the um, unraveling of the pieces that kind of gets you there to the place where you feel 
you know, the stuckness or the resistance to your own pleasure. So I love doing that, um, that type of support and deep dive in the courses that I teach and mm-hmm. uh, the retreats I lead. So um, it goes farther than just, you know, here's a room, touch your genitals and have a, you know, better orgasm. It really is about um, taking on um, the parts of yourself that are the most vulnerable, that are, um, uh, that do rise the energy to the surface so that you can actually re- recreate your own story for your pleasure. Yes, yeah, so I love that. Um, you know, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I graduated with my PhD and I was in that research, you know, mode. And, you know, quite frankly, I wasn't having a lot of sex with my husband. I was maybe having sex twice a month, maybe three times a month, you know, because I was just making excuse after excuse. I was getting my research done and I was in that masculine mode all the time, not really stepping into my femininity. Right. Yeah. So when I graduated, I feel like I got my some of my femininity back. Right. And I started to really explore things. And I did a podcast with uh, Jen and Ben Road. And they know I talk about them all the time. But I did a podcast with them and they're like, yeah, we have sex like twice a day. And I'm like, that's pretty amazing. Tell me what your secret is, you know? And so they really opened my eyes to a whole another level of understanding when it comes to sexuality and sensuality that, you know, making love connects us to our source energy, right? Or mother Gia, that's where we bring life into this world. And it really reframed my whole understanding of sex and sexuality with my husband and really brought me into this place where I was tapping into my husband's energy more because he has great energy. I'm like, why am I not tapping into this resource for myself? Not even just from an orgasmic perspective, but also just from a place of wanting to connect with him on a different level than just the orgasm focus. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. 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 We live in a very, um, yeah. You know, a very, what I like to call, I, I'm not sure if I can swear it, fuck-oriented culture. Yes, um, right. go for it. So, um, you know, oftentimes we've been told that the best sex is between a man and a woman, um, yes. into vagina with a goal of climax. Right. And although it's a beautiful experience, it's very limiting, I think, on, right. on what we can experience on an everyday level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that idea, you know, um, around... Um, our sexual energy. It's like women innately carry, you know, the energy in their bodies and it oh, ebbs and flows all the time. So, yeah. you know, we have this like un, um, never ending flow of energy that it's available literally at our fingertips that and happens. at all times, whenever we want. So, yeah, that's so fun. I love that you, um, yeah. you know, that you really dove deep in. It's so yeah. fun. And I had a breakthrough, like a lot of things, like I had some shame and I had some anxiety about my body that was still coming up for me because when I started having sex, oh, by the way, here's the story, right? I walked out of the room when I was doing the podcast, I walked out and I'm like, Paul, my husband, I'm like, babe, if Jen and Ben can do it twice a day, we can too, you know? And he's (laughs) like, you don't have to ask me twice, honey, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, So it was one of those things that. Uh, it really transformed our understanding, both my husband's and I understanding of sen- of sexuality for us. Right. Right. We're happy to say that we make love almost every day without yeah. fail. Yeah, I know. And it's been so good. And I noticed that when I don't tap into that energy, I'm a little off. 
throughout the day. I'm like, what's happening here? You know, and, you know, I, I just think it's so important for men and women. And the conversation that we're having here is so important to me because not only have I made my own transformation and you've made your own transformation, but we're leading the way for other people to break free from anxiety, from shame, from guilt from fear of not being good enough, all those types of things that really inform women and men's uh, sexuality. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a spiritual journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. It it can be a spiritual journey and it it can also be, um, you know, an experience of present time, you know, embodiment, which I, I tend to weave um, the pieces of spirituality and religion out of what I teach because one of the things that I've noticed is what's gotten us into this predicament in the first place is our conditioning. So our conditioning around our sexuality, especially for women, is really based on culture and religion and our experiences. So um, I I find it kind of interesting that we continue to weave in spirituality and um, into our sex lives because it's innate. It's not necessarily um, separate. So when I talk about sexuality and sensuality, Mm -hmm. I come from a place of, um, you know, very straight line um, conversations like sexuality in itself has mm-hmm. nothing to do with your sensuality. It, it, it really just means your sexual preference, your, um, you know, your how you identify sexually and your readiness to have a sex act. Whereas sensuality is um, how you engage one or more of your senses. And you can actually apply your sensuality to all parts of your life, as you know, and mm-hmm. you can derive pleasure from all those pieces, whether it be, uh, whether it be a sex act and that you, um, you know, you take um, that great pleasure from experiencing through your senses or taking a walk and smelling the roses or, you know, enjoying, you know, little baby's feet as they wriggle and, and as a newborn that are totally sentient and feeling. So, um, you know, when I talk about sexuality, one of the things I notice um, around women's resistance or why women actually, you know, um, aren't having the sex lives that they want is that they're so conditioned that they're, it's an automatic response. Their brain has trained them truly to like put up resistance to their own pleasure. Yeah. We think we're bad. You know, like I grew up, I don't know how you grew up, but I grew up very strict Roman Catholic yeah. um, family, you know, where I went to church every week and it was not acceptable to even talk about sexuality or what I desired Mm. pleasure, not even a topic for conversations. Mm. Um, You know, I couldn't even use a tampon because my parents told me I was going to not be a virgin anymore. Right. All those concepts, you know, even of virginity, they're they're based in a um, antiquated uh, model of sexuality. So I really love this idea of kind of breaking those limits and just saying things for what they are, which are, you know, it's your, it's your right to feel pleasure mm-hmm. um, because, you know, the clitoris, which is only purpose, as you know, is to feel exquisite pleasure is um, limitless. The um, amount of energy you can actually feel in your body, it is there for you if you're willing to unravel the pieces of your own story. Hmm. I'm to- I'm totally dropping in with you right now for sure. I love the distinction between sexuality and sensuality. 
I love that you're trying to break free from societal norms, cultural norms, and just giving it what it is is what it is type thing rather than defining it or putting any type of label onto it or any particular reframe um, and just embodying that we have the birthright of feeling pleasure, of experiencing joy. And I like the fact also that you talked about sensuality is not just sexually related you know, that you can, you know, see a rose. I mean, looking at a rose for me or feeling a rose is essential experience for me. Absolutely. Um, a baby is essential experience. Experience, you know, touching soft fur, you know, that's essential experience for me. You know, so I love that you bring the collective thought of sexuality because I think it expands people's understanding of what sensuality actually is beyond the, the beyond really right I think most of us when we hear I mean I used to think of sensual as related to um like garters and you know high heels like right. how can I be sensual but truly yeah. um as I've you know even gone through my own experiences um you know as a business owner or as a mother like I can look at, at uh, places in my life where you know I can find uh, pleasure in anything I do. If pleasure and fun is really the intention of what you're going for, that you're going to find it in all the pieces of your life, right? Like you're going to enjoy, you're going to enjoy the process of, you know, how you handle your food and when you wake up and you get dressed in the morning and what you're smelling around you. And then could you imagine like when you take that and slow down without any orientated goals in your sex life? And then you can actually apply sensuality to it. And anything, anything can be a really beautiful, sensual experience without this idea that um, you have to get to the end of um, the act of, you know, fucking or sucking or any of those pieces. And that you can actually just experience um, mm. you know, a, a kiss just as pleasurable, pleasurably as you would intercourse, you know, like on that level. When you yeah. train it's freaking far out it's for sure. really far out yes I experienced it with my husband I think he's the only man that I've ever experienced that with <laughs> I know it's beautiful it brings you to a whole another level of sensuality in your life when you can tap into that and it doesn't always have to be sexual I love that distinction very cool I'm going to take a little bit more time getting dressed in the morning as you can see I'm a little bit of a tomboy right I do dress up I like to get dressed but sometimes I just want to wear my hat and a t-shirt you know you know I love that I have my hat it says be happy on it and yeah. like to go for a run in the morning and just yeah. enjoy it's you know I got dressed up because I'm on zoom you look amazing <laughs> you look super sassy and amazing yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> okay so tell me what is the greatest block that holds women back from experiencing a pleasurable sex life yeah I think we we just touched on that and I think a lot of it is quite honestly, it is our own resistance to pleasure, which really stems from um, our conditioning. Like our, you know, our, as, a, as young girls, you know, we're told a lot of things. We're promised that the white knight is going to come up on the horse and they're going to give us everything. And in return, it's our duty to give them pleasure. And, right. and um, yeah. so I think the thing that really holds us back is to say, you know, we want pleasure, but we're not necessarily understanding how, that works. We don't know what we really want. We don't feel um, connection with our bodies. Um, mm -hmm. We're resistant to actually feeling it within ourselves, you know? Um, yes. And that whether it was a, it could have been a traumatic experience or um, 
mm. you know, uh, religious conditioning, yeah. whatever it was, it, it, it imprints in our brain. Right. And so our body naturally tries to protect us. Mm. It like puts up its defenses. So if we look at something as fearful or bad or not, you know, or not very pleasurable, we we're up against our own resistance right away. So we tighten up. Yes. And that, we're like, that, that, that's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. No. I learned long ago that relaxation is the key to arousal. If you can't get to that space, right. relaxed and not feel that resistance, which you're talking about. And, you know, it's interesting with a lot of my couples, uh, a lot of my lady couples, especially, they don't even realize that they are resisting. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a normal part of our lives. Yeah. You know, it's like I, even with my sensual training and like 5,000 hours of like, complete surrender and into my own, you know, deliberate embodied orgasm and, and have my, you know, my clitoris stroke, even that, like I still come up against my resistance because it's so deeply part of our culture. And, you know, we go into that mode, right? Like, Oh, I got to get it done. Once I'm done with this project, then I can have this. Once I'm done with this, then I can take my bath. Once I finish this, then I can like, you know, masturbate, you know, it's like, what if we put a reframe around this, this particular, uh, idea that self-care is an afterthought or, you know, that really this is just, um, we could have the, our pleasure be the seat of our day. Like mm. from Echo, you know, that can be the foundation. So when I talk about, you know, the four C's, I talk about, um, you know, our own connection to ourselves as like the first C, like connection to our bodies. And that doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, uh, something sexual it could just be like a couple of minutes a day right Eva to drop in and just acknowledge like this is your like yummy juicy vessel that mm-hmm. you are you know entering this world in for a short amount of time you know what is it what is it feeling like today what is it desire what does it want and I don't think women actually ask slow down and ask themselves you know it's like heart and you know on your you know, pussy, like just tapping in, like, what do I want today? Like, Mm. what is it I want? Mm. You know, we're really ruled by the external forces. And so Mm -hmm. what that does is it, I think it causes us to just resist it all because we're like, what do we, I don't have enough time in the day. If time, money, sex, you know, all the things that we uh, we're up against. Yeah. It's kind of like a new reframe, right? Yeah. They all talk about happy life, happy wife. Right. But it's really happy vagina, happy life. I mean, that's really where it's at. (laughs) Yeah, you know, when our when our vulvas are taken care of, our prissies are taken care of, it's like, yeah. um, and you know, I think we're at total responsibility to show up, not yeah. not feeling like somebody else has to do that for us. Right. But at the same time, it's like really having any kind of partner that um that really is you know, wants to have that kind of connection, it is really wonderful um for you know, to really um have a partner who wants to do that with you too, for sure. Yes, it is lovely. Very cool. So you were going into the different C's, right? Yeah. Back to it, the four C's of essential woman. So the first thing is to drop into their connection with their body and ask them, ask their bodies and themselves, like, what do you want? What are you in the mood for right now? And get and, and not doing it when you're done with your task, but maybe reframing that and doing it before your task, right? Enjoying yeah. the pleasurable moment and not always doing it as a receiving or reward. Right. You know, engaging your senses, um, right. You know, before you actually go into any kind of connection with anybody else, like really understanding your connection to your senses. And I think, um, you know, 
culture has this atrophy. You know, all of our experience can have us atrophy in our senses. So as you start to kind of like unravel and unwind, mm. you start to understand that like that energy is like your creative force. It, it's that, um, it's the juicy parts that fuel, you know, the intimate uh, connections with other people, whether they're in the bedroom or outside the bedroom. It's that fuel that, you know, people talk about like uh, doing business in the feminine. You know, it's like um, that kind of term is really fun to me because it's like, it's just, it's just energy, whether it's feminine or masculine. It's just that, you know, reserve of tappable um, energy that fuels you into creating, you know, seven, eight figure businesses and just, or six, seven, eight, whatever you're at. So, yeah, you know, right. it's like, um, and having fun with it for sure. And, um, you know, that's definitely like, you know, the C, if you don't understand your own connection to self, it's really mm -hmm. difficult to actually go in there and have any experience that's going to be, you know, worthwhile with another person. If you're not coming in all in, mm -hmm. you know, at, at total responsibility, a hundred percent responsible for your pleasure, then it's not going to be as fun. Totally. I really love that. So for women that are resisting masturbation, your recommendation would be for them to try. Yeah, I mean, it, it is May, National Masturbation Month. Oh. I actually have a, what's called five-a-day May challenge, like five minutes every day. I think we could find five minutes to five, do yeah. everything, five minutes to, um, you know, meditate, you don't. Right, meditate, doing things that we don't want to do. So why not actually drop in without a goal? And, um, you know, there's a lot to be had in five minutes. I've had some of the best orgasm, you know, deliberate embodied orgasm in my life in three minutes. So <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Right, exactly. Yeah. So dropping into that space, yeah. um, you know, five minutes a day in May. All right, the challenge right. is on. It's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, the, the next, you know, continue with those four C's. Um, when you know yourself, oftentimes we'll start to understand like what, you know, what we want, but there's very few um, tools around communication. And so that's the second C is our own sensuality is actually a subset of how well we are willing to communicate what it is that we're experiencing, what we're noticing. And so there's no, you know, there's not a lot of uh, places that I've seen that, that actually teach you around uh, about, you know, how to describe you know, what you notice. There's a lot of people will prescribe you things to fix yeah. you, but I kind of like, you know, fixing, I don't, I believe that you are perfect just the way you are. Mm -hmm. All the experiences up until now, they make you the perfect being that you are. Right. And you, you have an opportunity for progress and change right throughout your whole life, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, coming from that point of view or that place. Um, you can actually learn about you know, what it is that you're noticing in your own body and then having these fun tools to like create win-win communications to be able to ask for what you're desiring and, uh, and get it, you know, <laughs> the way you want it without compromise. I think a lot of people think that they have to compromise, you know, their sex life or their pleasure. So, uh, for the sake of somebody else and what happens is when we compromise, Eva, you know, Mm. everything's you know we start to build up the bullshit in our bodies like oh man I really wanted to do that but you know well, I guess I'll just do this because it'll be faster more less you know it doesn't take as long mm -hmm. or you know he really wants me to do that so I'll just do this and then Thanks we're not actually, yeah. right or we ha or we have to have sex every single day because this is this like um right you know, all you know even that 
And I'm not saying that sex twice a day is not fun. <laughs> Just don't get me wrong on that. No, no, um, not at all. It's a different, different thought yeah. process. Yeah. Right, right. So being deliberate with intention around what you are desiring. Yeah. It, um, you know, using tools that really support you in creating those win-win communications. Yeah. That is really going to further your experience as a sensual being because, um, you know, once you understand what it is that you're desiring, mm -hmm. if it's just, you know, the way your partner touches you or, mm -hmm. or um, you know, how you like a meal prepared, mm -hmm. that um, you can be, you can communicate those things mm -hmm. and, um, you know, land those communications in a way that makes it really fun for everybody. Yes, totally cool. Playfulness and enjoying and communicating is definitely for me, numero uno. So I really like that recommendation. And for those of you guys that are listening, check out, go to www.relationshiprevolutionaries.com. And you can check out the communication intimacy e-course program that I've laid out for you. If you guys are looking to get your needs met in a relationship, you know, learning how to get your needs, wants and desires met, in my opinion, really reduces conflict in the relationship and really, you know, makes, helps you guys live a more on purpose type of relationship when you're able to communicate at that level. Yeah. So really great, Lucia. So let's see. So what are the, um, what are the other two C's? Sure. Well, the third C I think is probably one of the most fun and that is your clitoris really understanding that, you know, um, as a woman, if, you haven't had a relationship yet with your genitals at all that it's time to like really drop in, mm. you know, the clitoris with 8,000 pressure sensitive nervings just on the glands, you know, mm -hmm. there's so much more that's being explored obviously in the structure that, you know, is much bigger, you know, than the tip of the iceberg um, that you actually have a, an opportunity every day to live your life um, as is if you're delighting in a five course meal, you know, when you actually tap into um, you know, your clitoris and your pleasure on that level. Love and um, yeah. And so, and the final uh, C is community. I think that as women, we think that we're supposed to do everything alone and that, you know, um, that it's very linear and everything has to be this way. But when, what I found growing up with uh, three sisters and um, women around me all the time, I always had, you know, since I was very young, um, women's circles, I mean, I'm 40, 45 now and it's been mm -hmm. a long journey of always dropping into community around women, whether it's ritualistically or whether it's going to dinner and creating meals together. You know, when women get together, there's like this unstoppable um, energetic uh, force. And when we start to actually talk about the fun things in life, I know that in the past I used to sit with women and we do something called the stitch and bitch. And, you know, as a young girl, <laughs> Yeah, everything I used to um I sew and I used to make costumes and so it's one of the things that little tidbit about me <laughs> um that I got from my mama she's a master tailor and so I learned to sew and cool. you know we would do these things and we'd bitch about all the things that were wrong <laughs> in our relationships and all these places and so mm. I don't what I'm saying about community of women is not like, hey, let's go and talk about all the pain in our life because right. our culture is really pain-oriented, you know, puritanical culture. It thrives on the shit, but there's so much shit out there already. So much shit. We don't need any more. Oh, gosh, you. like, what if we change the conversation to like, you know, hey, yeah, have the best orgasm of my life. Do you want to yeah. talk about that? You know, or, hey, yeah. I, just, I just had this incredible experience, like, 
eating a fig on Mm. a warm summer day at the farmer's market. Awesome. I know, right? We don't even talk about our luscious, amazing experiences. It's interesting because I even find myself when I do have conversations with some of my girlfriends, I find myself getting to this place where it's almost uncomfortable to even bring it up. It's terrible, but I do it anyway because (laughs) I I have a mission to be able to have those types of conversations with my lady girlfriends and some of them get it and some of them don't, but it's an, it's really a really important conversation to have with your friends in terms of, you know, are you getting together and are you bitching or are you getting together and, and, and having a community in which you guys are talking about amazing experiences, central experiences, maybe some awesome thoughts or ideas that might expand your world or your girlfriend's world. I totally believe in community, especially if it's the community that's supporting that kind of conversation. Absolutely. I mean, how much more fun would it be to to share with your with your sisters that you had this incredible, um, gratifying experience with yourself or a partner? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we don't ask permission to talk about mm-hmm. you know people's cancer or you know sexual trauma or all the painful parts of our life because it's so acceptable. And like you know, you have a show called Taboo Talk. It's like those places. Yeah. Why? Why is orgasm and clitoris and pussy and cock? Why are those words so taboo? I mean, right. it's like why are we here? How do we get here? <laughs> you know, the exactly. the basic fundamentals of sexuality. It's like, yeah. um, you know, the the reframe is actually what's going to have it um, mm-hmm. have those those old paradigms shift. You know, when we actually put these words on the table for mm-hmm. fun for pleasure, then we can start to, you know, elevate the vibration, right? Yeah, elevating the vibration, exactly. Yeah, because we're so used to using medicalized terms like penis and vagina and that type of thing. And it doesn't really extend the same energy as using the other words, you know, so it's a whole different thought process, you know, and of course, you guys can sit there and judge about this name and that name. Oh, what are they using that word for, right? (laughs) Sure. That we're having more fun people. Okay. Right. So it's the idea of having fun and enjoying yourself, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, it's, you know, fun is an honorable goal. And it is the highest goal in my in my personal life. You know, um, everything I do, I go and lead with the idea that you know, if it's fun, I will do it. And if it's yes. not fun, you're probably yes. not going to be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, refuse, I refuse to compromise my pleasure and fun yes. in my life. So me, me too, especially as I get older, you know, it's yeah. less and less and less and less, you know. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you for coming on to this podcast today. I hope it was pleasurable and enjoyable for you. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the process of getting up and taking a shower and making my coffee. And like I just I prepared to like be here with you and in and, and, uh, gratitude and morning, you know, connection. And I am so you're grateful welcome. that you're out there making this, this available for people. So I know. You're welcome. Thank you very much. It's it's a really big passion of mine. Breaking through societal norms and hinging the taboos. Right? Yeah. We have conversations about this. And then of course, couples, you know, I love my couples, right? Yeah. All I my, love all my, you. All my couples. <laughs> this is so fun. Exactly. Yeah. So if you guys enjoyed this, you can get her more information on her website. Um, she has a free gift, a video series called Surrender to Self-Love. It's the seven days of central connection. She's going to get me all the links for that on the show notes and anything else new that she has coming up. 
She's going to be there. If you want to contact her and work with her, she's amazing. It's www.lusciouslovelife.us again. And I'm going to be putting everything in the show notes. We really appreciate all of your listenership, guys. You guys are awesome showing up every day and having listening to these types of conversations is really what moves the world forward. And of course, you know, if you're not already subscribed to Relationship Revolutionaries, please go ahead and subscribe to um, the top three relationship killers, how to overcome. We've got a lot of really cool videos and things like that that we send out through email. So you can go ahead and check that out at www.relationshiprevolutionaries.com. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for joining the Taboo Talk Time Movement. Go ahead and like and subscribe to our fun, free, and informative podcast. And of course, don't forget to share us with your friends. Visit TabooTalkTime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, private intensives, as well as her online couples courses and live couples retreats. As always, we appreciate your listenership and can't wait to share all of our new up-and-coming Taboo Talk Time podcasts with you. See you next time.